Welcome to One Man's Opinion, brought to you by the Elite Fantasy, Fantasy Guru, and EliteSportsBetting.com. And now, here's your host, Jeff Manns. All right, welcome in, everybody. It is episode 181 of the podcast that's sweeping the nation. This is One Man's Opinion. Thank you, one and all, for downloading and subscribing, favoriting, just dealing with my nonsense on a uh, weekly basis on this program. I do so appreciate it, one and all. Again, 181 episodes in. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome. My name is Jeff Mance. You can hear me weekday afternoons on Sirius XM Fantasy Sports Radio Channel 87 on your Sirius XM dial. I host a show called Elite Sports. On that network, I also host Sirius XM Fantasy Football pregame show on Sunday mornings during the NFL season with Bob Harris. On that one, I am part owner and chief content officer over at fantasyguru.com. Great special running right now. If you want to hop on the rest, if you want to close out a championship, ladies and gentlemen, $100 all in. That means you get all seasonal content, all daily fantasy content, and all betting content for the NFL Rest of the season, $100 flat. Just email us, support at fantasyguru.com. Actually, if you use the promo code RADIO20 on the uh, old package right now, it'll get you there as well. But uh, if you are upgrading or you want to add anything on, best to email us, support at fantasyguru.com. Ted Schuster can handle your business over there. We also got NBA, NHL coverage full every single solitary day of the week. Uh, I'm on, on Wednesdays and the NBA betting. We do a watch along Wednesday. We're watching NBA hardball. So great stuff right there. Everybody get over to fantasyguru.com and join the elite mafia, largest fantasy active fantasy sports community on earth. Follow me on social media at Jeff underscore man's on Twitter, the Jeff man's all one word everywhere else, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and on TikTok. Think it's going to be solo today? You're wrong, everybody. That is right. I got a very special guest. I'm very excited. He's been on the podcast a few times. He's definitely no stranger to our people over at fantasyguru.com. He's no stranger to SiriusXM listeners. He's no stranger to anybody who uh, who associates with me, quite frankly. Because if you don't know Ray Flowers, I don't know what's wrong with you. Welcome in, Ray Flowers. How are you, my friend? Hey, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. That was interesting. That was, a, I think, a longer preamble than on the show. So, yeah, uh, yeah I'm, that, we got a lot of stuff going on. There's a lot of things that need to be put out there. <laughs> there is. It, for those, take you behind the curtain a little bit. It is like a running gag on our show, my intro to the show, right? Because it, it does, like it's heaven for Ted Schuster. It's misery for Ray Flowers. Like Ray wants to get into it. Ray has a lot of things to say, but um, so it's kind of funny how I, I give like a five minute intro almost on the radio show. That was only I think three and a half minutes, right? Not bad. Yeah. Was it? Did you actually time it? You do have a clock out. You probably did actually. Time I do. It. I actually do. I think it was about <laughs> it was about two and a half minutes to be honest with you. And then uh, I think on the radio it's longer because the commercial breaks, right? And, and I have to say producers' names and all that good stuff. As well, I like to set the tempo of the show, as you know, Ray Flowers, but appreciate you joining me here today. Ray is on for a number of reasons. First and foremost, uh, follow Ray Flowers at the Ray Flowers on Twitter. It's also the Ray Flowers everywhere, basically, right? Uh, Instagram, um, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, threads. Yeah, Um, yeah. Have you threaded yet? I've I've threaded many times. I have never actually threaded. 
I've uh, posted on threads. I don't even okay. know how the thread works on there. So, you know, there's stuff over there, but I'm on threads. It, I just, okay. I've never done it. Yeah. You don't even have a picture up. I don't think, do you? Probably not. Well, nobody yeah. wants to see my face. Well, that's true too. In fairness to me, but yeah. So the biggest reason is a brand new show. And I'm super excited about it. If we actually did like titles, I guess I'd be like a producer just because I'd be Papa of the show just because it's like my favorite, two of my favorite children in the world. If my favorite people, Ray Flowers and Kyle Elfrink have a brand new show called Fantasy Sports Daily. And it's pretty straight to the point. It's like, oh, by the way, I do want to mention this is an uncensored podcast, everybody. Ray doesn't swear very much. You may slip a naughty here and there, but I will say everything because I was going to say like penis and vagina. Like I was going to say something really perverted and uh, make sure the kids are out of the room. Noise canceling headphones, AirPods, all that stuff. Uh, I got to disclaim it, Ray, because you never know. People are going to get ruffled. But Fantasy Sports Daily, it's exactly what it sounds like. It's Fantasy Sports every single day, Monday through Friday during the week. And it's available to everybody everywhere. So that's, that's the first and foremost reason about the new show. We're going to talk a lot a bit, a lot about it, Ray. Uh, how excited is this for you? It's great. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I mean, obviously, uh, people that know, you know, me and you, like you were talking about the start and Kyle and people here at SiriusXM, people at FantasyGuru.com. I mean, Kyle and I we were talking about it. We've actually done shows together for 14 years. Yeah. And I mean, honestly. Half of my life. Yeah, yeah pretty much. I was going to say a third, Jeff, but yeah, we'll give you half. Uh <laughs> I mean, I think other than like, honestly, like my brother and my parents, I don't think there's a human being on the planet I've talked to more than Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, really? So it's great to get the opportunity to get back working with him. Um, I think that uh, we're obviously very familiar with one another. And I think we have a a long track record of putting together some uh, pretty interesting and hopefully insightful uh, topics to have discussions about day to day. Ray Fly, you know what the, I mean, this show was, we called it Fantasy Sports Daily. It was going to just be called Banging Your Ex. Banging your ex is because it's familiar because yeah. you and Kyle familiar. It's just the same thing. You just get right in the groove of things and all that. But yeah, I'm super excited about it. And we're going to talk all about it, how this show came about. You guys could download that show, subscribe on YouTube. Uh, you see it on YouTube live every single morning uh, as well. And you could fi- you get it the podcast form every single day, five days a week on everything. iTunes, Apple or Google Play. Um, you know, Podbean and tuned in and Spotify. All the, all, Spotify that's right. Yes. Ray knows all these now. You know more than I do because uh, you've you've had to do this sort of uh, uh, guerrilla style, and it's it's pretty cool. So I'm very excited about that. Second reason is that I uh, my voice is crap. So I figured this is a good time to do this episode. My voice was crap. So if it goes out. I apologize in advance, everybody. I lost my voice during the show, the Sirius XM show on last Friday. And it was fucking hell, man. Ray, I have been in some, I've had guns to my head. Mm-hmm. I've been in crazy situations, right? I've never been as panicked as I was there. And it was just like, I had not, I was going to the well and nothing would come out. And when it did, it sounded like this. It was so bad. So that was pure hell. Turns out, I guess I have COVID. I didn't even know this was still a thing, Ray. Um, But I have COVID. And uh, so dealing with that and everything, I'm in like day seven now or six or seven of it. So it's kind of working its way out and the voice is back. 
But I felt it was a good time. You, you're always good to save my voice a little bit. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah, and I was, uh, I don't know if Phil told you, Phil Backard, our producer, he and Sandra Nello over on SiriusXM. I was in contact with Phil and mm-hmm. you know during the show, and I said, you know, if you need me, I'm here. If you need me to jump on, if Jeff can't talk, because um, I was listening to it, and you sounded, you not to be offensive, you've admitted this yourself. It's the worst. You, right? you sounded like someone that would have been boring on NPR. Yeah. And that's not Jeff Mann's. I'm like, you know, you know it's like, what is that's the worst, you know, Timmy trumpets ever and everything like that. It was kudos to you for getting through it. Cause you obviously felt like ass. Oh, it was the worst. Yeah. And, and you're right. Like behind the voice going out, the voice going out was like panic. And then I didn't realize how bad I felt. I was genuinely sick too, but I was so panicked about that. And Fridays as Ray knows, you know, we have these days of the week and Friday is one of my days where it's, it's a 20 hour workday. It just, the moment you get up, it's never stops articles, live streams, podcasts, uh, appearances, radio show, articles, rankings, projections, bets like the, it's just, you barely have time to eat. I didn't have much time to feel, uh, to feel bad until that show was over. And I realized, Oh shit. Yeah. I'm kind of out. So, uh, but everybody was cool, and that's why it's good to have friends like Ray Flowers and Phil Backert, Sandra Nella, even Ted Schuster, who did his best to step up in that kind of. Oh situation. yeah, Ted did a good job. Yeah, he was he, he was talking more, I think, than normal. He was doing a yeah. good job. Good job, Teddy. Yeah, there he goes. Give Ted yeah. some credit. Anyway, yeah. this show is about Ray Flowers. I will have survivor picks. I will have bet of the week. Ray and I are going to talk about a little fantasy football later on in this program as well. But I want to dive into Ray Flowers a little bit here, and uh, I want to really promote and talk about sort of the backstory. For those that don't know, all right, I'll, I'll set it up, and you correct everything I say. Okay. Right. All right. Ray, Ray Flowers, Kyle L. Frank are two of the pioneers of fantasy sports radio. They started the station. Uh, John Hansen and a handful of others were on as well. I think is there any more originals still on? On the network, that, well, you know, I know Hanson, of course. Hanson, yeah, the Rotowire show was on. Oh, so Rotowire, mm-hmm. technically Erickson, even though you know he's I've never really been a five day a week guy. I don't think, um, but yeah, I think that's yeah, I think that's probably it, unless I'm forgetting somebody. Yeah, I know, I, I hate to forget anybody. Yeah. Rotowire, of course, um, but yeah, so like the original, the OGs back in 2010, and and all that's and you got paired with Kyle. Now talk a little bit. Kyle Elfrink doesn't have social media. Mm-hmm. He is like, he is both our nemesis and our like hero. Our hero, right? <laughs> yeah. It's both. He lives an unfucking believable life where he does. He and guys, I swear to you, this guy has no social media, none. He's not connected to anything. He doesn't know what if somebody likes him, doesn't like. He doesn't know anything. It's the best fucking life I've ever heard of. It's it's amazing to me, but. How did you and Kyle meet? Like, when's the first time? Because I know you guys were working yeah. together even before the, the launch of Sirius XM, hosting shows and podcasts and all that. Talk a little bit about meeting Kyle. Yeah, I feel like we should both be drinking a whiskey while we're doing this. Uh, old well, home I might week. be. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm not. Maybe I, I got to go. I'm drinking cough syrup. That's, <laughs> no, that's, that's not the same. Pump <laughs> about that night cool down. Yeah. Uh, um, I was working at Fanball, who then went out of business and came back now as Fanball. Um, but at the time, Ryan Houston uh, was was there, and, and I was there with Ryan. We'd worked at a place before. We worked at Fantasy Planet before that. We'd gone over to Fanball together. And I, I kept telling Ryan, I look, I'm okay at this writing thing, but I'd really like to talk. I think I'm actually better at talking than I am at writing. 
And I'm like, you know, if there's an opportunity here, and I kind of bugged him about it off and on. And eventually he decided to find someone that could do a show with me. Cause I didn't know Jack about, I'd never done a podcast. I never recorded anything. I didn't study it in school. I had, what I mean, year I are we talking here, Ray? Um, 2000, so I guess 2008 is when, okay. it, when it finally came together. Um, I started my full-time career in fantasy in 2002. Right. I'm an old, old school person there, but I think it was 2008 when it finally started to come together. And and he went out and, and, and basically found Kyle Frank and he found Kyle because Kyle was doing ESPN radio in St. Louis. Kyle had gone to school for communications and was working as a professional radio person. And so he brought Kyle in and, and Kyle and I did blog talk radio. Yeah. For those people that remember that sounded like a crappy AM radio station. Uh, we'd call up on the phone. I'm out here on the West coast. Kyle's in St. Louis and we do an hour long show four days a week. Uh, the fifth day a week was the Godfather, Charlie Wiegert. Mm-hmm. Um, so we did that for about two years. And then, you know, Ryan heard about Sirius XM starting up a channel for fantasy. And uh, he finagled us in there. So like you said, Kyle and I actually had a show of the day the channel launched. Uh, and so uh, proud to be uh, an OG person there as well. You, um, by the way, I was on Blog Talk Radio as well with you guys. And we were for a brief time, we intersected, Ray, because we were on the Fantasy Sports Channel. That's what there were a lot of sports programming at, you know, on Blog Talk at that mm-hmm. time. And when you got really good numbers and you had really good reviews and everything, they put you and then they had a fantasy sports channel. Mm-hmm. So they like kind of streamed it, whatever, like 24 hours, like a streaming thing. So that was like the first step. And Ray, Kyle were on there. I think we were doing the same time, right? Weren't you in the evenings then too? Or uh, When we started now, we started that we were actually in the morning. Oh, was it morning? Uh, okay. I want to say we did it at but like one o'clock Eastern morning for me, one o'clock Eastern. Okay. Day, I think I could be Mid-day wrong Eastern that. time. Yeah. I was at night. I had a show called midnight oil. Um, oh, that, I was nice. midnight Eastern on that network. And I did that for a while. Me and Ryan Hallam did that one and all that. So I was aware of you guys and listening to blog top. And I, when Sirius launched, I thought, Oh, Hey, we're all going. Yeah. Hey, we're all going to fucking go. And uh, no, no, we, uh, some of us got shut out in the cold, but it's all right. Um, so th- this talk a little bit about meeting Kyle, like for mm-hmm. the first time. So Ryan Houston set that whole thing up and mm-hmm. you just like randomly got paired with a, like a professional broadcaster. I mean, Kyle's been smooth as silk forever. Absolutely. He's trained in this. Mm-hmm. It's what he, you know, he wanted to be growing up. This is like, he's a guy that does what he wants to do and he's so freaking good at it. So how was that for you? Just trying to keep up, especially early yeah. on. Yeah, and I, I like to think if I'm successful at it now, a lot of it does have to do with Kyle because, sure. you know, get a chance to sit there and listen to him for hours and hours a day. And for those people that don't remember, back when Sirius started the channel, we had four-hour shows. Yeah, uh, yes. And then they cut us down to three hours, and we thought we were going to die because we only had three hours, and then all the shows now are two. So yeah. it really was different back when we started. Um, I, when, you know, meeting Kyle is so interesting because, like I said, I've talked to him, I think, more than anyone but a family member. But it was a good it was a year and a half before I met him. And I only mm. met him briefly because I went out to St. Louis back in the day at Fanball. We used to do, you know, magazines when they were still kind of really a thing. And one year we actually produced 11 magazines in 12 months. Wow. Um, so, and we did, I think four football ones. Um, and we had a, we had a, what an entire magazine that was just cheat sheets, by the way. Um, but they were award-winning. They were great. They were beautiful, all that kind of stuff. And so we basically all went out there for a week to do a bunch of drafts and all that kind of stuff. Cause we had these four football magazines to print, put out. So I met Kyle there briefly. Um, but the 
actual personal actions with us, the majority of them over the years have been on quote unquote work trips. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I was, I was, um, you know, I was, I was there at his wedding. So mm-hmm. I got to see him meet his family and all that kind of stuff. But most of it's been work trips, you know, to New York or Arizona or Las Vegas. We used to cover events for DraftKings and FanDuel and then industry events too. So it's, uh, it's still interesting to think that I, you know, for 10 plus years, I used to see this guy two or three times a, a year for five, six days. Sure. Uh, and yet I talked to him every day for hours and hours. It's crazy like that. Those relationships that are sort of just over the internet in a way or over the airwaves in this case, not, not any dissimilar to listener, you know, being a listener of, you know, whoever, and you build a relationship. It's very similar. And it's, I think it's one of the reasons a lot of us that are, have done radio for long periods of time or broadcasting for long periods of time are able to remain friends and friendly. Like, I don't need to see you very often. I got to see it's Super Bowl. That was nice. Mm-hmm. Well, I got to see some of you uh, over the mask, of course, uh, most of the time. But uh, um, I would lick your face right now if I was. Well, by, by the way, just... I didn't get COVID, Jeff. So maybe you should have the mask on. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I Listen, I'm the dumb fuck. I like there's not even a question. I don't even know how. By the way, I was with people at the World Series. Nobody in my family. Nobody in my group that went to the World Series game. Those are the only two places I've gone. No. Oh, uh, Halloween. My goddaughter, mm-hmm. my cousin, my, uh, I'm sorry, my niece, nobody, my sister-in-law, brother-in-law, my in-laws, nobody and all is sick or has any symptoms. It's just me. So obviously it's a me problem. I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, mouth breathing idiot, I guess. Toilet but, bowls, Jeff. That's the problem. Uh, well, I, you know, sometimes they have good taste. What are you going to do? So fanball, you're working for fanball mm-hmm. and then you launch on Sirius XM. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know how many people know this part of the story, but you guys had a third wheel on that show. Now, was that right from the start or when did Kay Adams become involved with the series? Yeah, we were trying to figure this out the other day. Kyle knows all this stuff. I could, I dates to me. You know, maybe it's because I'm older than Kyle. It wasn't um, from the start. It was not from the start. We were solo. Kyle and and I were a team for a year, a couple years. Mm -hmm. And uh, then, you know, actually, I, I'm not positive on this, but this is my recollection of what happened. And if I'm wrong, maybe someone, maybe she can correct us. But um, Kay she Adams is this shit. Yeah, wow, she could be listening <laughs> to this. Job. Kay Adams is who I'm talking about. Everyone knows her now. She's gone on to fame and fortune. Um, mm-hmm. I, if I'm not incorrect, I think that Ryan Houston, along with Kyle Frank, had the idea to bring her on. I don't think it came from Sirius. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that was the the, the the impetus of it. And Kyle actually, quote unquote, discovered her. She was doing some local bits for a, a TV station. Like she'd go to the coffee shop for the, you know, 90 second thing on the news at the end or whatever. She was bartending. Wasn't she, she? Was bartending too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. At a bar that literally was about 12 feet from the train tracks. It was mm-hmm. right on the train track. Um, but yeah, Kyle, Kyle would hang out. <laughs> Kyle would hang out there. Yeah. That's how they met. I think too. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Um, but so, uh, yeah, I think it was a couple years in and then she joined us. I want to say she was with us for about four years. Again, Kyle yeah. would be much better. I'm the dates are, but she was with Kyle and I for a long time. So we had a lot of fun. We did a lot of things uh, that, you know, we joke around uh, all of us together that it's kind of corporate now, you know, like right. back in the day we were doing things that, you know, trying to make our name, trying to, you know, brand the station. We're, you know, doing the cinnamon toast crunch. We're doing, you know, the cinnamon challenge, you know, we're, we're eating donuts on air, we're, you know, doing shows with drinking. Like there was a lot, there was a lot of fun stuff back in the day. <laughs> Um, and she was obviously a part of that with Colin and I for a while. 
Ray used to be fun, folks, for those yeah, who, uh, yeah, yeah, long time ago. Um, <laughs> so then, I mean, you guys get on Sirius XM. Eventually, Kay Adams comes along and uh, she will not return any of your phone calls present day, correct? Or I haven't called, I've texted her, I haven't called her. I got it's probably been last time I talked to her was when we did the 10 year anniversary on Sirius. She came on uh-huh. with Kyle and I. I think that was the last time I've actually talked to her. I've texted her a little bit since. Right. And yeah. she, you know what? And I'll say this, like, don't, don't misread anything. We'll take jabs. Okay. She's a fantastic woman and a wonderful thing. She, it's, I am very happy for her and all of 100%. her success and everything 100%. like that. Yeah. And none of us hold any, like, there are a lot of people like get jealous. Oh, she doesn't do that, man. You fucking make your way. And I don't begrudge anybody as long as, long as nobody's directly stealing from me. Like if you're where two people are up for a job and one wins it, that's how it goes. That's competition. Mm-hmm. But if nobody's stealing from my plate personally or somebody else's and they just make their way and get opportunity, you have to earn that shit. And she did it. And and she has been gracious. She has reached out. She has returned. She's returned my texts. Yeah. If I text her, she gets well. back to me. I, didn't, I yeah. hope I didn't make it seem like she doesn't. I just, no, I you didn't. I just, her. I wanted to make clear. Okay. I think it's, I think it's a good thing because obviously she has nothing to do with us bottom feeders anymore and all that. And she's in the big things, but that's fun. And she's not supposed to, she's really not. That's, you know, she's bigger fish to fry. It's a fun thing to do. Uh, we ran into her at the Super Bowl. She did kind of snub us low. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say she didn't see us, but you, right. you, you, you were pretty convinced she did. I was pretty convinced she did, yeah, but okay. she was, she had her own show going on anyway. Um, but then like, Here's another thing, and I, this I'm gonna say something. I'm sure Ray uh, doesn't want me to, but too fucking bad. The uh, so Fanball, who you're working with, mm-hmm. sponsoring the show, doing everything on that. Then all of a sudden, one day, poof, right? It did. Fanball just went away. It went like under fast. And we've been around a long time mm-hmm. in the fantasy industry. This happens, and it's it used to happen all the time. And with big companies, they'd rise, they'd fall, they'd rise, they'd fall. It was hard to hold on in this industry. And that happened sort of right out from under you and Kyle. And you still had this radio show thing. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that, about Fanball sort of disappearing or going under. And, you know, all the decisions that had to be made for you, you, Kyle, the future of the show. Right. Yeah, I think that one thing that I don't know how often I've talked about this publicly, um, Kyle and I were fortunate enough from day one of the station to actually be employees of Sirius. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people still today that are on the channel aren't employees of Sirius, uh, but Kyle and I were. So even when there were the issues with Fanball going out of business, Kyle and I still had the radio job because that was in essence a separate entity. Uh, I think back to the fanball. Ryan Houston didn't invent DFS, but we were at the forefront of that. Like there, we we had a DFS game at Fanball um, mm-hmm. back in two thousand nine or ten or whatever the hell it was, and we've talked about that since. I mean, man, we we blew it by not pushing that a little harder. But um, <laughs> yeah, I think that it was it was just one of those things, like you said, that you know we were a very successful company, we had a lot of good people working there. We put out a lot of good products. We covered everything. Uh, at one point, they had a, a, a store downtown that was kind of near the stadium, actually. Uh, and Kyle and Kay would do the show like in the front window of the building and people could walk by where they were doing the show live, just walking down the street kind of thing. Yeah. But it's, you know, it's a tough space and you, you still see that today, right? So, um, you know, at that point in time, it was, you know, the fanball goes under and we got the serious thing and the, that's when DFS was really starting to take off. So that 
role took on a greater importance and kind of hopped around a little bit working here, working there kind of thing until I met you a few years later, Jeff. And uh, yeah. there, off we go. Fancy Alarm, you, one of those companies you were mm-hmm. sort of uh, daylighting with or whatever, uh, moonlighting with is the Fancy Alarm. And you know, I'd read Ray Flowers' work and I'm like, holy fuck. Like, all right, there, <laughs> there's a difference here. Everything I was going, I wanted to do and was doing and trying to do, Ray was doing the articulation, the comedic sense within the writing the uh the data usage of data explaining it forwarding your point and arguments and stuff i'm like this guy gets it you know and uh so i, I realized that early on and pushed for ray to join us a fancy alarm which of course you did and that's that i want to make sure i emphasize a point though and that's payment <laughs> ray was being paid by sirius xm right off the bat right they determined I, I don't know if it was right off the bat was it wasn't right from day from one day one my, we were serious employees yeah. okay they say i was told a little bit i thought it was a couple months in but either way they deemed you and your show important enough to actually pay as opposed to a lot of the other shows that got on it was all sort of um you know split proceeds from whatever commercials or whatever things they had right and that's how and then the companies were always responsible like fanball uh for me it was fantasy alarm and the companies got in the door the companies would get the whatever proceeds from sirius xm you know and that's how the majority of people on the station used to get paid it's changed dramatically in the last 13 years of course but ray and kyle were that level like and i remember hearing them your guys just show and, and driving around and you guys were doing a draft one time and I'm like, this is what I have to do. Like, what the fuck am I even doing? Wasting any time with anything else. I was born to do this. I need to be on that station. I need to figure this out. And it was an inspiration, you know, like I have to figure it out and I have to get on. Everything has to, you know, I have to do anything I can possibly do to get on and to, you know, start broadcasting to people and, and, you know, cutting my chops and things, but I think it's important that you guys were paid for that. And then on Sirius XM, obviously award-winning show multiple times, uh, all of that great stuff. And one of the highest rated shows in the history of Sirius XM fantasy sports radio, one of the top performers from year to year. I mean, all this is going hot and heavy for years and years and years. And then, Let's fast forward. There's a lot in the details there, but Ray and I want to, I want to concentrate on the fast forward button to the last couple of years because um, your presence on Sirius XM isn't near what it used to be. You still do the shows with me on Monday. You have, uh, you're always on here and there. And people may wonder like, oh, like, oh, what happened there? What happened? Well, there, there definitely was something that happened there. And a reason for you and Kyle sort of be the drive, uh, I'll say, because you and Kyle are still on, but like, mm-hmm. you know, why the drive sort of left. And that was uh, another company and good friends of ours uh, called the Better Sports Network. And, you know, uh, our guys, uh, Al Williams and Matt Deutsch were starting up a big thing. They were, uh, Al Williams the, was CEO, sold the companies back now with Fancy Alarm. Uh, dear friend of ours as well, Matt Deutsch, is the program director at SiriusXM. So essentially, they're building a, a network of 24-7 broadcasting, all this kind of stuff. 
and you got left in your possession a sort of a opportunity, if you will, um, to host the show there or sort of keep the drive going. Talk a little bit about that and what led to your decision to leave XM. Yeah. And, you know, it's kind of behind the scenes. We've all hinted at it, I think, here and there in podcasts and stuff over at fantasyguru.com. And basically what happened is that there was an opportunity to do something new and fresh and to, and because, you know, the BSN thing was going to have video and it was going to be more interactive. Because I think one of the big things that often happens at Sirius is, you know, you get thousands of people calling. How many calls can you take? Right. So the idea of being able to interact a little bit more directly. Uh, for people, and you and I don't really know why people want to do this, but people love watching you per, yeah. you know, when you're talking. So I hate it, just yeah. so everybody knows. Yeah. You're going to eventually get my stupid face on there just because if you demand it, it'll happen. But I just, I don't know. Yeah. I don't like looking at people while they talk. I like listening. I've I've always been that type, but keep going. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, we used to watch, I used to watch Scott Farrell because he's running around jumping when I was younger. And obviously yeah. we all watched Howard Stern because he had playmates on. But yeah, I don't know why yeah. someone wants to see you or me, but that, <laughs> no that was part here. of what, yeah, that was part of what BSN had. So uh, we had an opportunity there to kind of be, I don't know, the lead show, but one of the main shows, you know, three hours a day, Monday through Friday. And, uh, you know, being that it was with people that, as you mentioned, Jeff, that we knew that we'd worked with before, um, it was attractive. There was also an opportunity uh, because the network was working with us at Fantasy Gurus. So it was kind of a, keeping it right. in the family as well. So there, there were a lot of reasons why it made a lot of sense at the time to make the shift over to BSN. Yeah. So and that's basically what happened. And then Kyle and Ray hosted a, a show called Lunch Money on that network for about six months. I think it was about eight, six or eight. Yeah. About eight, eight months and was going well, things were going good. But like we talked about fanball and like other things, the business side of it wound up not working out. And for those that don't know, we're very transparent, you know, on this show. And obviously we, you know, I'll talk about anything and uh, the industry, the fantasy sports industry has taken a massive hit, massive because there used to be a lot of investment money, venture capital money, right? But when the interest rates started skyrocketing, the cost of borrowing is too much. People don't, they're not giving out easy money anymore. You can't just say, hey, I got an idea for an app. Oh, here's $100,000, go start your app. Oh, okay, that's what we lived in for a good period of time in fantasy sports. That just doesn't exist. And for whatever reason, variety of reasons that I'm sure are beyond Ray and I's scope uh bsn better sports network uh went out of business essentially and ended up merging back with fantasy alarm and they're doing what they're doing now i didn't handle that very properly i was on the air when this happened and when everybody got let go and i fucking went nuts and i made good friends like al and matt very upset at me to this day i just don't really and it's part of being Jeff Manns, unfortunately, is that you're going to say what you feel and you're going to say it when you say it. And if people don't know or understand you or don't take that time, then it, it ruffles feathers. I think, you know, I've made amends with Matt and Al since, but I didn't react very well. I was upset mostly for Kyle and Ray, who I felt you guys kind of got screwed on the deal there, right? Well, and I think that, you know, there's business decisions that have to be made and choices and all that kind of stuff. And I've always tried to be professional on the air and off the air, you, you know, you know me and I think the listeners do too. Um, I would say that your characterization of what occurred is accurate. <laughs> I'll say yeah. that. I, I will not disagree with your previous statement. 
Yeah, I mean, so, and here's the thing. So, I don't, again, I've learned one thing. I watch a lot of Dateline and things, and there's always like, oh, that person's sketchy because they didn't react with the way. And I'm always the one defending the people, even when they're obviously guilty. I'm like, you don't, there's no right way to react. When you get bad news, there's no you know, what's the right thing to do all the time? It's hard. And, and what the right thing is, is always the hardest thing, probably. Mm-hmm. Swallow your pride, do all that. Kind. And I'm not very good at that. That's not one of my skills in life. I react the way I'm feeling at those moments or whatever. So I was kind of pissed off about the whole thing. But, you know, a business is a business. And that, at the end of the day, that's what's most important. So what I have been bothered with for the last Fuck, man. How, I mean, when did that happen? March? Uh, right at the end of March. Correct. End of March, beginning of April. So the past like five months, I, I, we're sitting here trying to figure out, and we've had our own business issues with fantasyguru.com, you know, not bad business issues, good ones, but, you know, being sold to a mega corporation and all this kind of shit that's going on behind our scenes. And all the while, I'm sitting here like, I, we got to figure out a way to get Ray Flowers and Kyle Frank back on the fucking air. That's what we have to do because you guys are still in your prime. You do a great show. You spray to all fields, talk all sorts, every sport, you know, very analytical, lighthearted, but, you know, very uh, impactful conversation about sports and fantasy sports and betting and DFS and all that stuff. And I'm like, how the fuck do we got to get something done? So I've been chomping at the bit. Ray, you know, has been chomping at the bit. And this brand new show, Fantasy Sports Daily, is sort of the 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 culmination of all of that, right? Like you and I have been talking for months and months mm-hmm. trying to get this and trying to make sure, you know, we had Kyle do a bunch. Kyle's been doing great work, doing live streams for us at Fantasy Guru and doing work, um, doing podcasts, the Fantasy Guru Today show that he was doing and everything else. So, uh, you know, we're finally able to officially <laughs> – launch this new uh, new show so tell tell us all about the new show ray and you know what what the plans are and also how's this going to be similar to folks that may know you from the sirius xm drive or lunch money or uh and what's going to be new that's different from those because i know there's a lot of changes too there's a lot going on and we started last monday so we're less a week and a half old basically uh so it's brand new um to date ned flanders has shown up on the show ted lasso has shown up on the show uh, publishers clearing house was a big topic on tuesday so oh. we're we're gonna you know i think that you know you can be a good analyst you can be a good entertainer hopefully you can do a little bit of both and i, I think a lot of people in our space are good at one and not good at all at the other. Um, some people aren't good at either. <laughs> I'd like to think that. Hey. Kind of like, yeah, well, yeah, hey, you know, I'm right here, dude. I'm right. I gave you a shot to promote your show. Yeah, bury me yeah. like this, you dick. Um, I, I like to think that we do both, right? I, I think that the idea is that you know you want to be informative, you want to entertain, of course, because you can find information all over the place. And I'm not, you know, and there's a lot of free stuff, and some free stuff is good, some of it's crap. So we try to walk the line, I think, of, of being informative and interesting. Kyle does a great job, for the most part, planning shows that are kind of unique. Um, he's got a different spin on things, you know. It's not it's not always point and shoot. So, um, like you said, we've already talked soccer. We've talked basketball. We're talking football, baseball. We're doing all these things on the show already, and we'll continue to do that moving forward. Um, but it's been a great start. Do you want me just to kind of dive in there, Jeff, and 
yeah. lay it all out? Yeah, talk a little bit okay. about about all the things. Oh, well, here, I'll, I'll chime in real quick and okay. just say, so basically what's happening, so everybody knows, is that this show is five days a week. It's free across all channels. You can download, listen anytime, or you could watch the guys live. And like Ray said, I mean, he's doing fucking characters and painting, like raising fucking body paint. Like I, I'm like, I don't even know this what this guy is, but you could tell uh, Ray has is, is found his comfort zone a week and a half into the, the show already. And uh, it's also part of a, a much bigger initiative uh, for us at Fantasy Guru mm-hmm. is and the Elite Plus Network and right. something that we are doing to give. There's a lot of folks. So over the time at SiriusXM, Fanball, Fancy Alarm, all of BSN. There's a lot, all, and that, not just trying to single anybody up. There's a lot of companies that have had struggles, had to lay off people. There's a lot of good people that are out of work or haven't found a home and all that. And our objective is to bring the best of the best in and do shows that are basically 24 seven eventually, right? We're going to start out with a, a brand new show a day covering all variety of sports from fucking PGA, UFC, college sports, um, you know, the minor league football leagues, the fucking, you know, of course the NFL, major league baseball, you know, data driven shows, comedy driven shows, all these kind of shows. And they're all going to be part of our elite plus network. And, uh, you know, so that's something we're offering over at fantasyguru.com. And this is sort of the first start. Kyle and Ray are the face of this enterprise and are going to be the forward facing show that brings a lot of our talent and a lot of our new programming in and showcases them uh, to their audience. So I'm excited from that standpoint, mm-hmm. but go ahead with the rest. Yeah, that's of it. the goal at least. Um, and so, yeah, the show is called Fantasy Sports Daily. It is Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. The easiest way to find it is to go to youtube.com slash at Elite Plus Network. That's youtube.com slash at Elite Plus Network. Uh, and as, as Jeff mentioned, that's going to be the home base for a variety of shows. That's where you can see our show live at 11 a.m. in the morning, Monday through Friday. Um, if people go to the site, they can then click on the live tab and it'll show all the, the previous shows. So they can watch any shows they've missed. Um, the show, as we hinted at earlier today as well in the pod, uh, is also available in podcast form. Uh, so if you go to the about tab on YouTube at youtube.com slash at elite plus network, if you go to the about tab at the top, you'll find the links, the variety of links, like to the website, fantasyguru.com, to our Twitter feeds and all that. But you also find the link to sign up for the show on Spotify, on Apple podcasts. So you can directly you know, just find that you can also just go to those services, of course, and just type in fantasy sports daily. Uh, the show is, you know, usually about an hour long is kind of where we're at at the moment. We'll probably extend that out as things improve and we grow. Uh, so at about 1230 ish Eastern time, the show is available in podcast form. So I got to load things up and such after that. So hopefully you'll get an opportunity to listen to, you know, watch or listen to Kyle and I before Jeff's show, which obviously is at three o'clock Eastern time on Sirius yeah. XM right now. So we'll kind of give you a, a three-hour block of, of, of things to listen to and enjoy. And we're also, while the show is live, obviously YouTube is the, is the main home, but we we tweet it out on social media. So you can actually see it on the Fantasy Guru Facebook page. You can see it on the Fantasy Guru Twitter page. You can see it on, on my personal Twitter account, at DRayFlowers. Uh, and then after all of that is done, I then post the actual video 
on the Fantasy Guru website. So wherever it is, it's free. A variety of places for everyone to, to check it out Monday through Friday from uh, 11 a.m. on Eastern Standard Time. It's uh, Fantasy Sports Daily. Yeah, man, I'm pretty excited about that. And uh, great to hear, have and hear and even see you and Kyle again and yeah, all your uh, crazy characters. What was the publisher's clearinghouse thing, by the way? Because I remember seeing that picture yeah. and I was like, what, what the fuck yeah. are they so that's a Tuesday show. I think it was episode seven. Um, Kyle was taught. I don't even remember how it came up. Kyle mentioned something about, you remember when you used to get those, what was the, when you used Columbia to get like, house. yeah, Columbia house. I was it. He was talking about, you get DVDs in the mail. And I was like, yeah, or CDs in the mail. And I'm like, yeah, and we we're talking about that. And then he just randomly mentioned, you know, publishers clearing house and, you know, being how I am, I went to, you know, to Twitter. I mean, excuse me, I went to Google very quickly and yeah. did a search to see that not only was publishers clearing house still in existence, um, it appears that the the grand prize for that this year is five million dollars, which I believe is the largest they've ever had. Yeah. Uh, but the winner last year was Edwin Walker, and we have a photo of him uh, accompanying. The- How do you know? <laughs> you know the winner because <laughs> it's on the huge check that they hold up. You know. Okay. He, he only won a million dollars, so poor Edwin's uh, not getting the oh, five. Edwin. But yeah, he he was wearing a, a yellow shirt that Kyle said made it look like he was a road worker. You know the 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 shirt you wear so you don't get run over with the reflective things and all that. But. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's how it came up, Jeff. We talked about publisher clearinghouse winner Edwin Walker. That's uh, that's random. You get that, and obviously a ton of fantasy sports and daily fantasy sports. A lot of guests, and uh, just you never know what's going to be on fantasy sports daily again. Everywhere that your podcasts are found, YouTube, 11 a.m. Eastern time as well. So I'm excited about that, and there could be a lot more. We're launching an NBA show with our guy Justin Fensterman over at fantasyguru.com, part of the Lead Plus Network as well. we got college football slash college basketball. be a college football for a couple weeks, then college basketball show uh, launching here in the very near future as well. So uh, a lot of good things happening. And again, get over there, fantasyguru.com, and you're not going to want to miss out at, at all over there. Um, anything that I left out, Ray, of the, the story, I, I want to make sure the BSN, the – uh, Sirius XM, any any of that stuff? Or we no, I think that we, you know, I don't, we don't want to bludgeon people to death with the the story of Ray Flowers' life or anything like that. So I, <laughs> I think we, I think we did a good job. I think that you know, ultimately, you know, I I think that you know, you work hard and you put your best foot forward and you work with good people and you end up where you're supposed to be. And so I mm-hmm. think that you know where we're at now with FantasyGuru.com and the Elite Plus Network, I'm I'm really excited about you know, where we're going, moving toward the future. I think 2024 is going to be a big year. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to kind of setting the groundwork for that starting right now. And let me, yeah, we'll get into some fancy football here for week number 10 here in just a moment. But I do want to say uh, the other thing, the focus of the network, the focus of what we're trying to do is really to be different. And I don't mean that like, oh, we're just going to do wacky wild stuff all the time. Well, Ray, Ray may do wacky wild stuff sometimes, but you never know what you're going to get. But you, you know, I feel that there are too many pretenders that are trying to make a go of it. And again, and I, for if any of you are out there listening, fellow broadcasters or in fantasy sports, or maybe you're into true crime podcast or whatever you're doing, like you really have to be yourself. You really have to, you can only pretend for so long the audience could always tell 
Like, you know, the most popular shows are the ones that aren't pretending. They find their audience and they just give them what they want over and over and over. And that's the right way to do it. And I think it, within the fantasy sports arena, a lot of nobody wants to be different. Everybody's scared to death of, I don't know, being canceled or being wrong. There's so much of that shit that goes on. It, it We need voices and we need to make sure that we're focusing and putting the voices out in front that aren't afraid of that, that have experience, they have some confidence in their convictions, right? And that's where Ray Flowers is. Kyle Elfrank is the one he doesn't know if he's fitting in or not. He has no fucking idea. He has no fucking idea. He doesn't care either. So Not so. even a little. That motherfucker will talk about it. He doesn't know what you all are talking about. He doesn't have And I love it. I think it's fan-fucking-tastic because he just comes from a place of doing work, research, doing work, coming up with his ideas and convictions, and then a lot of times he and Ray will butt heads and like, hey, and it's fascinating. It's good. It, it gets us thinking, though, in the right way, even if we don't agree you know, some of the times. So uh, that's the stuff that we need out there, and we need that in, in broadcast. We need that in sports broadcasting because you see it. Everybody's doing the same shtick right now it's the same thing you know it's either the round table show or it's the one lead guy just barking whatever and i suppose that's somewhat me in a lot of ways but you know it, you know it's the Stephen a it's the cowherd it's the skip bayless or whatever just say saying all sorts of fucking weird stuff that's not based on any facts my shit's based on facts just so we're aware uh even when i said joe burrow could tongue kiss your wife that's facts, Ray. If Ray you just Fly- walk right up and do it, and there's nothing you could do about nobody, it. Nobody, you Joe can't. Burrow. It's by law. Right. There's nothing no, you can do. No. He just will take her and do whatever it is that God intends. That's it. There's nothing else. Anybody, it's just this is it's fucking, uh, you know, it's just our ecosystem now, man. That's just nothing you could do. Joe Burrow wants something. Joe Burrow takes something. Um, speaking of it, Joe Burrow, let's get into a little week 10 action here, Ray Flowers. Uh, Fantasy season, you've been around a long time as we have gone since 2002. Is th- is this the weirdest football season you can remember, or is this playing out, you know, just with playing out similarly with just different characters yeah. playing these lead roles? It's a great question because I think we all get really tied up in today. We try to back away and have perspective, but it's hard when you're in the in the mix to to not just feel like everything is the worst it's ever been or the craziest it's ever been. I think it's pretty bad this year, Jeff. I think it's, there there have been some significant injuries. There have been some teams that have gone up and down. The Bengals being one started out terribly. Now they're white hot. Uh, I think that really, I think we got a couple of things going on. One significant injuries. Those happen all the time, but they're here as as usual this season. And then two, we have a lot of scenarios uh, where teams are doing different things. And you've talked a lot about this on, on your show on Sirius XM that, you know, Arthur Smith and some of these guys, Rabel, they're trying to win football games. Right. And they don't give, to use Jeff Mann's terminology, they don't give an F how they win the game. Yeah. And so, you know, it, whether it's 13 to 12, whether they throw for 300 yards or run for 200, they're just trying to win the game. And it's causing a lot of issues in fantasy because I, it feels to me as well, Jeff, that the volatility quotient is much higher than it used to be. Uh, and I think it's personified with, you know, how teams handle the backfield anymore. But I think we've got the injuries and the volatility week to week in the performance, and that's got a lot of people uneasy at times. Is it because um, do you, 
why is that volatility there? Is it, let me ask you this. Do we just need to change the way we're playing the game? Do you think, you think that that's part of the problem? Why so many of us are like befuddled at things that are going on. I think we just have to start like realize, you know, you've, you and I have had this conversation many times about fantasy baseball and that, wow, shit, this game is really, you know, and in the last few years, like with baseball, the starting pitcher, like it's basically like, holy shit, it's so different now mm-hmm. than what it, we used to do. And I guess football was a couple of years lagging on that, but it's really, it, to me, it seems like, yeah, these things are a lot different. Like the, the days of, you just started the same guys all the time. And now those days are over. Your first round picks were going to be starters every week. Those days are gone. You're, you're, you'd have a one or two locked in running backs forever. And those days are gone. It just feels like maybe we're just playing the game wrong. Well, I think if, if you're playing the game the way you played it 15 years ago, you are playing it wrong because yeah. the game has changed for sure. And you know, we have to, and you and I grew up at a point where we we waxed philosophically about LaDainian Tomlinson and Sean Alexander and Priest Holmes and these guys that were just getting the ball 26 times a week and yippee ki like it was just on. And in all sports, whether it's baseball or football, there is a lot more specialization now than there ever has been. It's that way professionally too. Like you used to be a, a generalist in, in business. Now you're a specialist. You know one thing and you know it better than anyone else. You don't know jack about anything else, but you know this one thing. And I think a lot of sports teams are doing that same thing. You know, in baseball, they use six guys to get 27 outs. Same 27 outs they've had for 150 years. Mm-hmm. And guess what? First time it's ever taken six guys to get them, but that's the way the game is played now. In football, you know, there used to be the era of, you know, one of your guys dominated the target share, whatever it was. It was one guy each week. Now there's two guys and they alternate with this third guy sometimes. And if the matchup is so-and-so, maybe a fourth guy gets involved. In the backfield, it was, we're going to establish someone. And the coach used to tell you, he gets stronger as the game goes on. Players used to tell you, I need these reps to get in my rhythm. And teams don't buy that at all anymore. And it's just, well, you know, there's a 4-3 front, or they're playing Tampa 2, or the score is this, or we're this position on the field. So everything is now done by spreadsheets. It's just how it is. And so I think that we have to understand, you've talked about this on the show, I think even this week. You have to understand what it is teams are trying to accomplish. That's really the game now, more so than so-and-so can jump higher, run fast, or has big muscles. That kind of stuff that we used to lean on 15 years ago just doesn't get it done anymore. It really doesn't. We've got to go further with it. Let's play a game, Ray Flowers. Um, I'm going to go, I'm going to read off the top 12 at each position in fantasy points as of right now, after nine weeks. Okay. You're going to tell me one player you're sure won't stay in the top 12 okay. and one player that will gotcha. And I'm just, and of the players that right. are surprising, right. like a quarterback, for instance, right now, Josh Allen, Jalen hurts, Patrick Mahomes, they're all staying, you know, Lamar Jackson, Tuatonga, Vailoa, but here about Sam Howell, mm-hmm. number QB six right now, CJ mm-hmm. Stroud, QB seven right now. Um, Josh Dobbs, QB nine right now. Now I'm taking out Kirk Cousins because he's injured and we know that. That would have been an easy answer for me then. Right. I know. I'm not going to let you off the hook. So Josh, Sam Howell, CJ Stroud, Josh Dobbs. Uh, then there's Dak Prescott, Jared Goff and Brock Purdy. Those are your top 12 right now out of Howell, Stroud, Dobbs, or if you want to take a stab at anybody else, of those three, who's most likely to remain top 12 quarterback? This you know, I don't like the way we record scoring for quarterbacks. I've said this forever. 
Uh, I don't know why it's one point for 20 or 25 yards passing, but it's one point for 10 yards rushing. I think it's wrong. Um, but because of that, it's hard to pull Josh Dobbs out. I mean, Josh Dobbs is second at the position in rushing yards behind Lamar Jackson. And by goodness, he's run for 40 yards in six, eight games. Yeah. Like it's every week he's doing this. So I'm going to leave him in there. I think the guy I'm taking out is Sam Howell. And, you know, this is also a disconnect because you've said this over and over again this season. Sam Howell is not playing good football. Right. He's not. And it's not because he's not necessarily doing everything correct. It's also partly because of just who he is skills wise and that kind of thing. But, you know, when you take six, seven seconds to throw the football, you're going to get sacked a lot. Duh. So <laughs> I just, I don't know, man. It's some, they, if they keep throwing the ball 45 times a week, like they're doing, I'm going to be wrong, but I'm going to say it's Sam Howell. Maybe. Cause I mean, if you take minus points out nine interceptions already to 14 interceptions and, you got to figure 353 attempts, just crazy amount of volume to get him up there. I, I, I agree with you, by the way, I think Dobbs is probably the sure thing over Stroud even. Mm-hmm. And that's nuts, but it is because he's a running quarterback. He's mobile. And don't forget, he's going to get the best receiver in the game back. That helps. I mean, and he's on a winning team. This is a guy who's in the top 10 on a shitty team in the Cardinals. Now he's kind of, He's in a good team fighting for a playoff spot. So uh, we go to running back position here. Ray Flowers, there's a bunch. There's just a, a ton of guys. McCaffrey's number one. Raheem Mostert, RB2 on the season right now. That's just crazy, right? That, that's that got to be a little surprising. Travis Etienne, number three. Josh Jacobs. Well, look, Jacob, for all this shit, averaging 3.2 yards a carry, and he's running back four number on the four, year. Number four, baby. That's win. Know. But let, let's also say this. Josh Jacobs is RB4, 70 less points than Christian McCaffrey in one more game. Oh. 11 points per game less. Huge. That's the separation there. Yeah. It's unfucking believable. Uh, DeAndre Swift of the Eagles is running back five. Zach Moss running back number six. Camaro seven. He, he's only played six games even. Derrick Henry running back eight. I think that's a little surprising. Isaiah Pacheco running back nine. Kenneth Walker running back 10. Rashad White running back 11. And then running back 12 is Brian Robinson, who just edges out just a peep. One point more than Bijan Robinson, his namesake for that 12th spot. So most I'll, I'll throw Mostert, Moss, Rashad White, Brian Robinson Jr. of the Commanders. Which one are you most likely will stay in the top 12? Which one's going to fall out? Yeah, that's it's so fascinating too with this group, isn't it? And, and there's like six guys from like nine, because I just pulled up a list. There's like six guys from like nine to 14 that are separated by like a two points. Oh yeah, fractions. They're all the same. Yeah, absolutely. and, and I, I think every Friday over at fantasyguru.com, I write the Coffin Corner piece, which kind of looks at the numbers and I would encourage people to read that if they haven't been checking it out because I love diving into this stuff and being, did you know yes, that- Yes, I know, love that. Because it's like people don't, you know, oh, he's so B. John Robinson sucks. He's a top 15 running back. Okay. Right. I mean, you know, Brian Robinson- he doesn't. Played, yeah, I haven't played Brian Robinson in five weeks. Well, he's a running back one. If you're not playing him, that's kind of not smart. So, yeah, I know. Yeah. Like, what are you, what, yeah, what are you bragging about, bro? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, I think the easy one is Moss to not make it, which is amazing because I think he's still second in the league in rushing yards, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, he's yeah. his, his role, you know, his role in the offense, he's vanished as a pass catcher. And, you know, last time out, he barely saw the field. I think he had 13 snaps in, in week nine. 
So I think that, you know, we, we joked about this, the, you know, the, the, the Colts gave, you know, $700 trillion to Jonathan Taylor and they weren't giving him workload like that. So they, they finally feel comfortable with him. So I think he's most likely to stay there. I think that the one that's most fascinating to me is Mostert, who, by the way, I have in my dynasty league team and I'm loving this, but yeah. You know, it's we, we, you and I have talked about this, and I think you checked what he had 14 injuries. What was it? You looked it up at one point. Oh, what was it? Yeah, yeah. I could look it up again. 14, but 15, something crazy. And he's like eight. an insane amount. Yeah. And he's played for over a decade. And he's so I, I just, he, as great as he's been, I'm worried about him too. I think that, you know, who's going to stay in? I don't, I, Brian Robinson just doesn't really do anything, you know, 14 it's, injuries, including five and yeah. one knee. Yeah. That's Five and one knee, two and one the same thigh, and three on one ankle. So what's that? Ten? Ten of his fourteen are on one and his right leg. Yeah. I mean, his hope of staying in the, the top ten or twelve is probably that he's been so amazing to start with the touchdowns, right? His numbers he's got a lead. Yeah. yeah. Um I'll say I'll say the guy that I'm that I want to say Brian Robinson because he always is getting the 15 carries we talk about, but I just He's not involved as a pass catcher, really, and they do throw the ball so much. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna assume this is a PPR setup, and I'm gonna go with the guy that ugh, Rashad White Oof. is gonna stay in there. And it's just, you know, he's he's caught at least four passes each last three games. I think he's averaged six in those three. He can't run for 75 yards to save his life, save his life. But you know, he's like Josh Jacobs. He gets 85 percent of the, the touches out of the backfield, if not more. He's super involved in the passing game. Baker Mayfield is going to continue to dump the ball off. I feel really dirty about that, Jeff, but there we are. Where does B. John Robinson end up? He's th- running back 13 right now. Now, I-, I feel like this is an important conversation to have real quick because mm-hmm. it's an intersection. Yeah. Is that the last couple weeks have been sucked balls, it's been brutal. Is that nor if so, he's going to drop down likely into the twenties and maybe even the thirties amongst running backs. Or if he gets more work and key and they write this wrong, perceived wrong, at least he's going to be, he has the chance to be a top five guy here, Ray flowers, which side do you see it going? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's remarkable. If you look at their touches to date, he's got 131 Algiers got 127. So this is shades of the the Broncos of 2022 trying to get Melvin Gordon and Javante Williams exactly the same touch count over right. the course of the season, which is not possible unless it's a plan. It's not possible. You can't have these. Right. It's not possible unless that's your plan. Uh, by the way, on a per touch basis, Tyler Algier, 3.5 yards, B. John Robinson, 5.5. It's, it's nuts. Yeah, that's it's, nuts. it's just you can't even there's nothing to be comprehended about that. No, there's not. So that. And, and, you know, there was a quote on, on Tuesday morning in an article over the athletic where Arthur Smith basically, basically when they ask, cause this question yeah. is coming up every 10 minutes or 10 seconds when the beat writers talk to him, basically said, and I'm not quoting, but I'm paraphrasing that they're not using B. John Robinson at the goal line because teams kind of know they want to and right. using him as a DK opens up things for other players. Basically what he said, which remember, is the biggest remember, load of crap I've ever heard, Joe. That movie airplane. I've heard, yeah. And he goes, no, should we light the runway for him? And and the the captain goes, no, that's exactly what they think we're going to do or expect us to do. You know, (laughs) that's exactly what they expect us to do. Like, oh, okay. Like, just that's, that's like Arthur Smith. No, we're not doing that. That's what they expect us to do. Like, I mean, I, cause I know all the time that Titans have never given the ball to Derrick Henry at the goal line because everyone knows that's happening. And 
Christian McCaffrey's going to touch down in what 16, 17 straight games. No one gives him the ball near the goal line because it's the dumbest thing ever. So to answer your question, yeah. all logic, draft capital, talent, opportunity, production, all that says it should all be going to be John Robinson. But the fact that it's not, I'm going to say he ends up finishing ninth, eight or okay. ninth. I think he's yeah. going to get a little bit better because I think at some point you can't be this stupid. Can't, I don't, maybe you can. You've talked about Arthur Smith walking on and being named the head coach. I don't know. But I got to think he improves at least a little bit. It should be more, but I think it's only going to be a little bit. I'll say, it, and moving to wide receiver, this is the one that's less done it. All these names, pretty expected. Tyree Kill, A.J. Brown, Stephon Diggs, Keenan Allen, okay? Puka Nakoa at five. That's a surprise, no doubt. CeeDee Lamb, Jamar Chase. Adam Thielen's a surprise. DJ Moore's probably a little bit of a surprise. Amon Ronsay Brown, no surprise. Michael Pittman, a little surprise, but we're not shocked by that that much. And Jordan Addison, those are your top 12 there, Ray Flowers. So out of Puka, Thielen, we'll throw DJ Moore in there because uncertainty at quarterback. Mm-hmm. And um, Jordan Addison and uh, and Pittman, which, which one do you think? it will not remain a top 12 when the season ends. I saw an interesting report saying that DJ Moore has been a disappointment today. And I'm like, what were your expectations? My God. You How was he dis- like, what Everyone's you- out of their fucking minds. Yeah. They're you- out of their minds with it. Honestly. Was he, was he drafted in the second round? Did I miss that, Jeff? Did that happen? No. Yeah. No, okay. I didn't, I didn't think no, he was that. not fourth round, fourth yeah. or fifth. Yeah. Um, so who's going to fall was the question or is it? Who's yeah. Gonna stay? Who's going to fall oh, either way. Both. Yeah. Of them. I mean, Puka Thielen, DJ Moore, uh, Michael Pittman, Jordan Addison yeah. who falls out of the top 12. Thielen catches eight passes every week. He didn't in week nine, but he catches eight passes every week. He's the only, you know, I've only got eyes for you. That's what Bryce yeah. Young apparently sings. So mm-hmm. the question for Thielen is health. Cause it seems like there's just so much volume there. It's hard to be down on him. Moore should get back. Justin Fields. Moore is, you know, terrific after the catch, breaks tackles, creates things on his own. Addison has been getting a lot of work of late. That'll change. They're going to get Justin Jefferson back, who you referenced. New Cooper Cup is throwing it 39 times. I think they're going to want to have, you know, Dubs throw it 32 times, right? I don't think they're going to they're gonna be more balanced if they can. You and I talked about that last week on the show, how they could hopefully run the ball more effectively because their O-line has done a better job. Uh, Pittman is kind of the, the bee's knees with the, the Colts in terms of those catches. Josh Downs dealing with the knee issue too. So I think he's in there. So, I mean, really, I'm going to say Puka. But, you know, I think that I think the easiest one is to say Addison because it's just Jefferson. But I feel like that's kind of cheating. So I'll go with Puka. All right. But, you know, uh, both Puka and, you know, and I said this on Sunday mornings, I'm, I'm doing the Twitter thing at Series XM Fantasy at 10 a.m. in the morning to one. I got. I've never. I've never had a week where we had more questions about a player than I had Puka Nakua in week nine, and I finally tweeted out to everybody, "Why have I gotten 150 questions about Puka and one about Cooper Cup?" Right. Like I legitimately got one question all Sunday morning about Cooper Cup, and it's like, when someone said, "Well, you know, it's Cooper Cup," and I go, "Cooper Cup hasn't done anything for multiple weeks working with Matthew Stafford." <laughs> yeah. Like if the arguments you're making for Puka are the same, you know. So I've got to be worried there. You know, they signed Carson Wentz. Uh, with your favorite, Jeff. Um, oh so you got to just be worried about where that team is at moving forward. No question. Did you say the one that you think will remain for sure? If I had to choose one to remain, I'm going to, I'm going to, the old Ray would have said Adam Thielen. New mm-hmm. Ray's going to say DJ Moore. All right. There you go. I think more as well. 
like more Pittman would have probably been my choice. I think both of them will remain a top 12 the rest of the way. And Fields comes back. Uh, good for more on that regard. A tight end real quick. Kelsey, Hawkinson, Andrews, no surprise. Laporta. I think, uh, you know, Komet, pretty big surprise there at uh, five. George Kittle, six. Evan Ingram, no surprise, seven. Goddard is eight. Now, Goddard's dealing with an injury there as well. Dalton Schultz, nine. Johnu Smith, 10. Jake Ferguson, 11. Can you believe Darren Waller is technically still 12th? So, I, I guess mean- we'll... Well, guess we'll pull Dalton. Let's put Dalton Kincaid, he, okay. even though Logan Thomas is slightly ahead of Kincaid, but i more interested to see what right. you'd think about that. So give me um, Komet, Schultz, Janu, Ferguson, and Kincaid. Which one are you most secure with mm-hmm. that will remain in the top 12, and which one do you think slides out? I mean, logically, I want to say Johnny Smith, but it's the same thing we were just talking about with the backfield. It fucking Atlanta. It's the it's the same thing. I mean, you know, he's got a couple more catches than Pitts. He's got you know 30, 40 more yards than Pitts. He's doubled them in touchdowns. He's getting carries at the goal line. Like my God, um, Schultz had that slow start, but it's really picked things up. I think, and you said this on the show today, I believe, Jeff, um, that you know we had him as a top ten, right around nine, ten, something like that, and he's right there. I'm very comfortable with him kind of maintaining that. Ferguson started quickly with the touchdown, wasn't really involved, but as the weeks have gone on, he's really running a lot of routes. He's playing all the snaps. You know, he seems to be a a comfort security kind of situation for Dak Prescott. Kincaid and then Komet, I think, are the two that I look at, and I'm concerned most with them maintaining. Um, You know, a lot of the success here the last couple weeks, obviously, is with a quarterback that won't be throwing in the ball the rest of the way in Cole Komet. Um, they have struggled. I, I think Cole Komet is more of a four or five catch 48 yard a week kind of guy. Right. I think yeah. the touch, I, the touchdowns I can't count on. I think Kincaid is a little bit better than that in both yardage and receptions, but Dawson Knox comes back at one point and it'll be interesting to yeah. see if they go back to running two tight end sets or they keep the way things are now. My assumption would be they'll go back to the two tight end thing. And the one thing Dawson Knox has done the last couple of years without doing anything has been a red zone threat. Sure. Yeah. Right. So Great I'm going to say the most likely to fall out of this is Dalton Kincaid by a hair over Cole Komet. And the most likely to stay in is Dalton Schultz. Dalton Schultz. There you go. Yeah. My guy, Dalton Schultz. So darn out bad for Dalton, but uh, picking up a lot of steam right there. All right, folks. There you go. Before we let you go, Survivor teams and my bet of the week, week number 10 across the National Football League. I want it's pretty easy in Survivor. So here's the trick with Survivor this week, right? I'm in the Circa Sports, another Mm -hmm. show on the Elite Sports Network on our Mm -hmm. YouTube channel. As a matter of fact, every Friday they talk about our picks. I'm the one that submits them and everything. The um, Dallas Cowboys is easy. They're going to beat the hell out of the Giants. They're 16 point favorites. But in the circuit contest, there's this thing, Thanksgiving Day games, Christmas Day games. You have to make a pick on those days. And that is extraordinarily difficult because on Thanksgiving, it's the Cowboys versus the Commanders. The Lions play the Packers, although if you already use the Lions, then you have no other way to go because the nighttime game, I think, is San Francisco. It's a pretty competitive game. Um I know I've used San Francisco in that one. So you have to – so Dallas is the obvious choice this week, unless you've already used them or you have to play that Thanksgiving Day slate, in which case probably going to leave Dallas there. What would you do, Ray Flowers, in that 
if you had Dallas mm-hmm. still available, would you use them here just to get to it, knowing that two weeks from now, Thanksgiving, you're going to have to pick basically either the Lions over the Packers mm-hmm. uh, or the, uh, I don't even know, the, I think it's San Francisco, right, plays at night. Yeah, we... Lions over the Packers looking pretty solid right now. Isn't 49ers it? and Seahawks. So. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't think the Packers are any good. I don't think the Seahawks are any good despite what the record might say there. Um, they got whooped down in week nine. Um, I'll probably go now. And I, I, I'm not a person that really plays a lot of these. So I'm interested more to hear what you thought. I, I'm more of let's win today and we'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow, but I know you have to take a really broad look at this, which is one of your strengths, Jeff. So how would you play it? Yeah, unfortunately. So just to be transparent with everybody, I've already used the lions. We've already used the lions. So we're pretty much penciled in unless, and we've used the 49ers come to think of it. So unless we want to go green Bay over Detroit or Seattle, we're pretty much stuck with Dallas. So, but if you don't have that chance, then I'm with Ray. If you don't have to play Thanksgiving, they just get rid of the Cowboys now and, and, you know, survive another week. Cause that's a, as big a layup as you can get. Let everybody else make the mistakes. My backup team this week is probably going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. If you haven't used them. I think, uh, you know, they are running hot right now. And I know Houston's looking good and it'll be a challenging game, but I don't think Houston's on that level yet. So I think Cincinnati will get a nice win there. And I'm pretty secure in that one. Um, I also don't mind Seattle if you haven't used them yet uh, against Washington. Although my trust level with Seattle's way down, right? So that's not one I trust a lot, but probably be my third choice. Yeah, it's tough. They, they've had some up and down efforts this season, haven't they? Um, yeah. Some spotty quarterback play at times. Indeed. And then my uh, bet of the week, again, I've been struggling in single game parlays. But when I simplify it, stop going with the SGP, I've been doing much better. And I'm very good, uh, almost 62%, almost 61% on player props for the season, which is right on par with normal, it's just my SGPs I got to get going. So the Thursday night game, it's a shit bowl, although it's one that me, as both a fan and an analyst, I'm intrigued by because I think there's a lot of assets in this game, Carolina and Chicago. And I love the fact that as a Bears fan, we win no matter what. Like it, It's a win. Like I And I want the Bears to lose every game. I cheer for them to lose like against New Orleans. I was scared to death they were going to win. But I'm happy because they have Carolina's pick in the draft. So either way, you kind of win by losing. So the Bears are going to win this game. And it's fascinating how bad the Bears have been while the analytics, Ray, and all my metrics, they're actually not terrible at all. Right. When you compare these teams, like their offensive line, my rating system here, smash report, that's over at fantasyguru.com, the Bears are a plus 56.17. Carolina is 18.39. All right. The defensive front that mostly affects the run and rushing the passer, Chicago a plus 36.95, Carolina plus 12.80. In the secondary, where you think, all right, Bears struggle mightily, the Bears are a plus 38.62, the Carolina Panthers plus 25.14. It's like, wow. I mean, this, these are, they have a better quarterback in Justin Fields, assuming he plays. If it's Bajent, then it's pretty much neutral. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I mean? They have a better run game. They have better receivers. Like, oh, Bears should win this game. So I'm just doing Bears on the money line. Uh, nice, easy bet. Bears on the money line. And uh, in this case, I'm willing to pay the 1.9 units to win one unit. 
And normally I just bet one unit. I know, right? Uh, Believe me, I don't. Yeah, I I don't. Fuck who wins this game. Not even a singular fuck. I do not care because no matter what, it's a good benefit. But um, I think the Bears will win. They're just the better team. I'm scared of the Bears actually going on like a three-game run. Yeah. And by the way, Jeff is not a homer like that when it comes to this stuff. He says it himself. I will reiterate that because I know that it's accurate to say that he doesn't go Bears because he grew up as a Bears fan. Uh, and I also know that Jeff has said privately as well as publicly what he just said. He kind of reiterated it. He thinks the team's going to win too many games this year and screw themselves. So yes. there's that as well. And my son is fascinated. He is stunned how I root against him. He he honestly, he's 13 years old. He is every time he's like, hey, he shakes his head like, I don't get it. How could you root against you? But you like Justin Fields. I said, yeah. But I want to, it's, it comes down to a point where you got to, I want to win championships or I want to be, building a championship like you know what i mean i don't want to be in the middle that's the worst place to be you will not be in the middle if you follow at the ray flowers on twitter on instagram and uh where else do we follow threads, YouTube. threads and actually youtube though the youtube is mostly now youtube.com slash at elite plus network i'll still do probably some shorts and stuff like i like to preview the, the shows i'm on with you on series on that. wednesdays jeff so. fucking love that by the way yeah. my god do i love those previews those are awesome brand new show everybody every weekday morning 11 a.m eastern time live on our YouTube page, uh, you what is it? YouTube.com slash Elite Plus Network. That's basically how to get to that at Elite Plus Network, right? Mm-hmm, correct. Uh, on the old YouTube. Uh, Ray's got to teach me all about the YouTube because that's I still call it the YouTube. I don't know why I oh, say that. Yeah. But it, it's Fantasy Sports Daily. It's Kyle Elfrink. It's Ray Flowers. Five days a week, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time. Live on YouTube and streaming and podcasting every single place you get your podcast. Uh, hour and a half after the show, that will be up wherever you get your podcasts on Spotify and Podbean and uh, Apple and Google and Tuned In and every other place you could imagine. So, Fantasy Sports Daily is the brand new show. Ray Flowers, the old familiar face, along with Kyle Elfrink. Very excited about this program. Ray, thanks for joining me here on the podcast. Love talking to you, my brother, and uh, appreciate you saving my voice a little bit today. Oh, you got it. It's always fun, Jeff. Hopefully the, the listeners enjoyed it as well. And and feel better, buddy. I'm not just saying that because we're on air. I say it off air, too. I know you do. You, it's a running joke. The only person, this is true, and I, the, there is one human being over five, six days that has asked me how I felt besides my wife and kids. It's this man right here. The one person nobody i work with nobody there's been a bunch of i shouldn't say listeners have asked and and very nice but that's like you you start feeling like wow the one thing it's just a true friend ray flowers and also i work with a bunch of assholes i guess that's the other (laughs) side of the coin damning with faint praise fucking hey everybody else is an asshole ray flowers is a mensch fantasy sports daily is the show Folks, that's going to do it for episode 181. Thank you so much for listening, downloading, subscribing, liking, favoriting, commenting, even the comments, even on Ray's podcast. These help. I don't know why, but they boost ratings of whatever algorithms they do. And the more interactions they get, the better. And the more episodes and content we could pump out, which is what we are here to do best of luck to everybody in week 10 you may disagree with some or just about every damn thing you heard in today's show and that's perfectly all right with me and with ray because it's just one man's opinion in this case it was two man's opinion we'll see you next time everybody deuces